Welcome this sunny Sunday morning. It is so nice outside. The weather is so beautiful. Lord, we thank you for every minute. In Jesus' name. Um, I'd like to read a verse this morning out of Colossians. I'm going to read the first chapter, the 22nd and 23rd verse. Yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order to present you holy and faultless and irreproachable in his, the Father's presence. And this he will do, provided that you continue to stay with and in the faith in Christ, well-grounded and settled and steadfast, not shifting away or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings of the gospel, which you heard and which has been preached as being designed for and offered without restriction to every person under heaven. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, that you sent your Son. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you gave it all for us, that you poured out everything, that nothing was left. You gave it all for us so that we can enter in, so that we can be in this life with you now and the one to come. We thank you, Father again, for all your blessings on our life. And may the Holy Spirit lead and guide all of us this morning and continuously in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Uh, A couple quick announcements. Um, There's an email sign-up sheet back there on that little shelf which is also where the offering box is, where you can put your tithes and offerings, which we appreciate keeping the lights on in this place. If you don't get our emails every week, please sign up on the sheet. And if we stick the sheet in front of your face at some point, don't be offended. We, we just like you, and we just want your email and to be able to talk to you. Um, walking the neighborhood, is this coming Saturday? Are you going to try to do that? I would love to do it. Yep, so, f- so <coughs> yes, I'll go ahead. I'm into talking. All you have to do is come with me. You just say, hey, I'll come with you, and you don't have to say anything. I'll knock on the door uh, if, if there are people there, and I'll talk to them. You can just be my partner. So but also there are brochures that you can just Yeah, if they're not there, we'll just leave something in the, in the door. Right. We did it on our block now because we're in between, and we had some people came. And so we just had a time with them, had, had talked with them. Awesome. Yeah. Go out and invite people. So we're going to do that again Saturday, 10.30 a.m. here. Let Paul know if you want to come, show up. It'll be great. Paul and Naomi will go out, and you can join them. Yay. Yay. Let's do it, folks. Let's let people know that there's a church here again. A lot of them are used to the barn being empty and nothing going on here. And so we can let them know, hey, there's something going on. Walk on over. Uh, We're going to start doing a church-wide prayer meeting every other Tuesday. Uh, starting not this Tuesday, we were going to do this Tuesday, but that didn't work. So next Tuesday, the 24th, we're going to start that, 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays. And I know that precludes some people from being able to go, and we apologize for that. But for those who can make daytime, we're going to do 10.30 starting next Tuesday. 
And Paul, do you want to lead us in some prayers for the church and prayers for healing? And for healing, yes. Raise Alex your hand if you would like us to pray for you for, for a physical need. If there's a physical need, you raise your hand. And if there's something close to you, someone close, we need somebody to put a hand on Bob here and on Naomi. So somebody, Leah, could you stretch your hand up and touch Naomi? Okay, we'll touch Bob. So you guys are going to touch anybody? Okay. Uh, Karen, you want to go up? Yeah, oh, you got her. Okay. Well, then you can touch each other. This is how the co-laying on of hands. We believe. Oh, my. Whoa. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm very good. I like the new, I like the new place. It's very nice. Isn't this nice? This is our new home. Yeah. We have prayed for you in the last few weeks. Your, your mom shared that there were some needs there. And so this is Matt. He's brother to this guy here. So he, <laughs> he comes regularly once a year or twice a year. So he, nice to see you. Yeah. So we're praying now. Father, we know from Scripture that one of your favorite words is ask. And that's what we do now. We ask you on behalf of friends, people here that need a touch from heaven. We pray that you would have mercy on Nate, on Kaylee, on Sarah, on Bob, on Grandma, on Naomi, and on any others, Lord, where there are needs that we are, are missing. You are a healing God. You revealed yourself. I am the God that heals you. So we're not doing something strange. We're doing something that you have invited us to do. So we don't come timidly. We come boldly. We say, touch our friends. Touch these people. And we'll keep doing it. You say to persist. So we're going to keep doing it until we see results. We thank you that we can come in faith and in obedience and in trust. And so we bless you for the healing that even as we pray is coming forth. And Lord, we pray that you would use us to touch this neighborhood we would like to see people from the neighborhood coming here. And so bless us as we just go door to door and invite people to come here. We think we have something to offer. We think there are people here that need what we can give them here. So those within a few blocks, God, we pray that you would connect us with people that are all just ready for us to come to their home and invite them. Thank you. And Lord, for other needs, if there are financial needs, people who, who uh, need a change in their finances, people who need a job, people who, who need you to bless them, give them wisdom as they make decisions regarding their future. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. This morning, we invite you to stand. You don't have to. 
but it's easier to clap and dance if you skate. <laughs> Just saying. So, Father, we give you this morning. We welcome you here, Father God. We welcome you here, Jesus. We welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We ask that you would move in our hearts now. We set aside everything else that's on our heart or on our mind. Whether it's good or bad, we put it on pause so that we can focus everything on you now and worshiping you for who you are. Help us learn more to love you with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough when you came along and put me back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. And I'm not afraid to show you my Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Turn graves into gardens. You 
turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. The only one. You're the only one who can. Cause there's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing better than you. Lord, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. There's nothing. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. I encourage you to open your heart right now to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would search us point out anything in our life that we're trying to make better than you. Point out anything in our life that we turn to instead of you. Anything we use as a crutch. Anything we've made into an idol. Just take a moment just to listen. any idols we've made anything we've learned to trust in instead of you we receive your forgiveness for that this morning we confess hanging on to the bad stuff the memories or the feelings of the bad stuff the difficult times we pray that you would give us the strength to give those things to you to give you all of our worries, our fears, our complaints, our suffering. To give them in faith that you're going to turn mourning into dancing. Give us beauty for ashes. Turn our shame into your glory. And if we have trouble believing that this morning, we ask that you would help us, Holy Spirit. Turn gray 
turn boats into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only time there's nothing oh, there's nothing better than you Lord. there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing nothing is better than you That is a great song. Those are wonderful words, creative words. Graves into gardens, seas into highways. We worship a great, mighty, ever-present God. And this God, Jesus, said that we are to do something, and when we do it, to think about him when we do it. So we're going to think about Jesus now as we... We take, he says, take my body and blood. So we've already confessed our sin for him, confessed our need. Let's remember him in the prayer. He gave us a prayer. And he said uh, that uh, when we pray, we're to say, Father. That shocked them because that's, per that's really personal. That was more personal than they were ready for. But we're going to say, our Father. He's our Father. So let's, let's pray it together. F our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And so we remember our Lord Jesus Christ in the night in which he was betrayed. bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner also, he took a cup. This was in the setting of dinner for them. He took a cup. When he had supped, when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant. Oh, my, they'd been waiting for that. They had the old covenant, which was very different. 
The Spirit was with us, but now the Spirit's going to be in us, empowering us to live as God wants us to live. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So I'm going to invite you to stand and just come close. They're going to uh, offer it to you, and then we'll, we'll eat and drink together. So come up toward the front here. Come up close. Here, I'll give this to you. And they'll distribute it to you. Just move up. Yeah, we can get right in here. So we're all close together. You can kind of move over that way. Keep coming. And you can come and take it, and then we'll all take it together, okay? As we're worshiping now. To the cross I look. To the cross I cling. Of its suffering I do drink. Of its work I do sing. For on in my Savior. And crushed, show that God is love. Once you get it, stay close. And God stay is Stay close together. At the cross, you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees, and I am lost for words, so lost in love, I sweetly broken. Holy surrender What a priceless gift Undeserved life Have I been given through Christ crucified, you called me out of death and called me into life. And I was under your wrath. Now through the cross I'm reconciled. At the cross, at the cross you beckon me, draw me gently. To my knees and I am lost for words, so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. At the cross you beckon me, draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words, so lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. time in awe. In awe of the cross I must confess 
wondrous your redeeming love and how great is your faithfulness at the cross at the cross you beckon me draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words so lost in love I'm sweetly broken holy surrender at the cross you beckon me draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words so lost in love I'm sweetly broken holy surrender at the cross you beckon me draw me gently to my knees and I am lost for words so lost in love I am sweetly broken holy surrender we surrender to you Jesus we thank you for the cross body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood strengthen you. Just take it in. Let it strengthen you. It's a miracle. It's grace, grace, grace. Strengthen you and keep you steadfast unto life everlasting. Peace be with you. Amen. Amen. Hug somebody. And as the Bible says, we declare to you this morning the forgiveness of all of your sins. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving us. We received that this morning. Yeah. Let's yeah. continue our worship. you've done before in greater measure you will do again cause there's no prison wall you can't break through no mountain you can't move all things are possible there's no broken body you can't raise no 
It's all that you can save. All things are possible. The darkest night, you can light it up. You can light it up, oh God of revival. Let hope arise. Death is overcome. You've already won, oh God of revival. You've rose in victory, and now you're seated forever on the throne. So why should my heart fear what you've defeated? I will trust in you alone. Cause there's no prison wall you can't break through. No mountain you can't move. All things are possible. There's no broken body you can't raise. No soul that you can't save. All things are possible. The darkest night, you can light it up, you can light it up, oh God of revival, let hope arise, death is overcome, you've already won, oh God of light it up, you can light it up, oh God of revival, let hope arise, death is overcome, you've already won, oh God of revival, oh God of revival. Awaken your people, come awaken this city. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people. Come awake in this city, oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble, I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awake in your people, come awake in this city. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people. Come awaken this city. Oh God of revival, pour it out. Pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. 
I hear the chains in the ground. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. represents breakthrough as you can see there are rocks and the water of life God's power is breaking through and we have Gideon with this flag Lord nothing is impossible with you thank you Jesus we do believe what we've been singing breakthroughs Lord for your glory we ask it in Jesus name Hallelujah. 
And as I think about revival and sing about revival, I remember that it was in December of 2014 that I began to pray seriously for revival, and I've prayed for it almost every day since then. I'm believing for revival. I'm believing for a mighty surge to come through the Twin Cities. We desperately need it. We're seeing some wonderful efforts around the world with people, some of whom I know, some of whom you know, Josh is traveling the world, and it's wonderful. Things are happening. But we pray, God, you are the God of revival. We pray that it happens here. We pray that it happens here soon. And that as it happens, we would see the things that you have promised us. Deliverance, healing, prophetic words, all of the above. We expect it to happen in our midst very, very soon. This song said, let hope arise. And I felt like God was saying, there's some people here this morning who need to let hope arise in their hearts. Hope that God will move for you, for your family, for for revival. So let's let's pass the mic. Let's have a couple people, a couple more people pray. Pray for God to move, move in this place, move in our city, move in our families. I saw the Ark of the Covenant, and I saw the power of God going out from the Ark. And the Lord said, we're not following the ark anymore. We're not waiting for the ark, for its power to be released. Because the power has already been released in us. He is the ark. He is the treasure that is within us. His Holy Spirit. And that power is released in us every moment of every day. In the name of Jesus, for the glory and the furtherance of his kingdom, there will be no end in Jesus' name. we repent of our passivity of the times that we've said yeah if you want to bring revival great do it I'll be in as opposed to getting on our knees and praying for it and going to the neighbor and bringing your spirit to them we repent of the desire to sit and wait for you (laughs) instead of obeying you and going out and healing the sick and raising the dead and cleansing the lepers and casting out demons. We ask that you would forgive us for waiting. Give us the courage to go out and be your hands and feet in this world. Thank you, Lord, that you say, let the children come on to me. And, and they are loving uh, using these flags. And what a delight, 
Lord, we know that it's a delight to you. And I personally love it. We're going to do one last song. I encourage you to, you can sing this as an encouragement for yourself, or you can prophesy this to your family, your situation, your work, this city, this nation, this world. Sing out, O barren 
not a broken man. Stretch out your hands, believe this is your promised land. Break out of disappointment, break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands, believe this is your promised land. Sing out, O barren woman, sing out, O broken man. Stretch out your hands, believing this is your promised land. Break out of disappointment, break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands, believing this is your promised land. I encourage you to lift up all your disappointments to the Lord. It's not a sin to be disappointed. It's not a sin to be disappointed in God. You wanted him to heal you by now and he hasn't. You wanted him to move and he hasn't. You wanted him to stretch out his hand and touch your friend and heal them, revive them, bring them back to him and it hasn't happened yet. Those things lead to disappointments. It's not a sin, but we do have to let it go. So Lord, help us to let go of our disappointments and put our trust in you again. Help us to just walk forward towards you and leave all those disappointments behind us and trust that you are gonna do what it is we need you to do in our life. You are gonna move what doesn't seem movable. Let's just take a moment. If you have those disappointments, I want you to take a moment and give those over to the Lord.
Does anyone have a word they feel is from the Lord that requires a response? that this is a word from the Lord. I felt it this morning when I woke up, actually before my eyes were even open, I was starting to sing in the spirit. Uh, because I, I usually have uh, dreams that I can remember and specific and I can know what they are. And this morning I thought, hmm, that's, that was a little weird. Hmm, what did that mean? And, and I really felt strongly that the Lord was just compelling me to just pray in the spirit. And as my kids would say sometimes, don't freak out. Well, you know, that's kind of, well, the Lord says in his word, don't be surprised when trials come. And we know that there are going to be pebbles, there's going to be rocks, there's going to be things in our way, thoughts that come that are not really of the Lord. And those are the thoughts that... I feel, and the Lord would tell us to fight the enemy. The way to fight, one way, is reading his word, singing in the spirit. And that's a weapon we can use. That's a tangible weapon. Um, and that was very helpful to me just this morning. And I, I just thought, okay, Lord. And as we were sitting here, too, and as we hear music going on, you know, that's when you can just sing in the spirit. If you hear the lines being sung maybe over and over, and for some you think, okay, I already sang that line. Well, maybe that line of the song needs to permeate into our hearts, into our minds. And one way you can make that happen is to start singing in the spirit. Right as I'm sitting here, see, no one cares if you're singing in the spirit where you're sitting. Nobody's going to say, whoa, what language is that? It's the Holy Spirit. A song that was in my little devotional this morning that you all know, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord. O Lord of my heart. We know that, don't we? Thou my best thought, both by day and by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence, my light. So, Lord, do that for us. Every waking hour, but in the middle of the night, every sleeping hour, may your Holy Spirit, Father, put a blanket over us. Shine your light, bring your peace and your words as your Holy Spirit can reveal things to us and just really uh, give us that necessary and wonderful peace as we are being filled in, in Ephesians 15, excuse me, 515. Be careful then how you live. 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. So we know, Lord, what's happening here. And what you've asked us is to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks. And this is the one my mom is always, has always, all her life that I've known her, is, uh, you're so good at saying that, giving thanks to the Lord in everything. Hallelujah. Before we move on to our sharing time, uh, I'm just sensing the Lord's presence this morning, and I, I've been asking him, what, what does he have for us? What does he want to give us? And I keep hearing hope, hope. So I encourage you to just close your eyes for a minute. Hold out your hands. And if you are in need this morning of some hope, it's here for you. God has it here for you. If you found yourself not having a lot of positive thoughts about the future, if you find yourself complaining a lot or feeling depressed or feeling down or feeling like God's not going to do whatever it is you've been asking for because you've asked for it before and it hasn't happened, whatever the, the reason, I believe God is here, the Spirit of God is here with hope this morning. And if you open yourself up and ask for it, he will put it into your heart. The Spirit within you will manifest that hope in your life. So we receive that right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. I just want to take a moment of silence, and I want you to, you don't have to do it out loud, but just tell God you receive that hope. Let the Spirit who's already within you just start to manifest that hope. Picture it just filling you up until it's pouring out of you. Let's spend just a moment just receiving. Father, I confess this morning that I've become sort of leaky over the last couple of years. With everything going on, I've, I've let your hope leak out of me too much, too quickly. And I confess that I haven't sought your face to restore that hope often enough. And so I receive your forgiveness for that this morning, Lord. And I pray that you would help me to lift up my eyes to the hills, to where my hope comes from, from you. I want to do it every day, Lord, because there are a lot of people that need hope. And if I can't give them your hope, who's going to do it? that you would help us to get better at receiving from you and letting you work through us. That we wouldn't let our selfishness, our humanity, our problems get in the way of you moving in power and in through us. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We are having our First Corinthians service this week, and some of you have been here for those before. First Corinthians 14.26 says, let, when you get together, let everybody bring something. Let everybody bring a, a song, a hymn, a spiritual song, a testimony, a teaching, a request, something. So we're going to share now with each other, and instead of a regular sermon from a regular Bible teacher type person, we are going to share with each other. We try to keep to like five minutes, no more than five minutes per person, so that more people can share. And there's a mic back there, and there will be a mic up here to pass around. So just grab a mic or raise your hand when you are ready to share, and we will pass it around. And we don't... Uh, pretend to be experts at this. We are kind of stumbling towards something in the spirit, and that's okay. Amen? God always calls us children, which means I feel like we don't always have to have it all together. We don't always have to know exactly what to do. Sometimes we can just toddle towards God, and that's okay. So that's what we're doing this morning, and we're trusting him to be a good father. Amen? So... Somebody start. Raise your hand. Yes, Tim. Paul, can you bring in the mic? Hey, this won't take long, I, I, but I want to give um, uh, our brother Larry, who's in prison, um, an opportunity to share. Uh, maybe some of you received the, uh, our update emails, but this week he sent us an email, and this is what he says. During some great Bible time this afternoon, I was reminded of Paul's trials in Philippi, especially what Paul endured to the salvation of the Philippian jailer and his family. Paul, doing what Paul does, preaching and healing, and just plain lovingly representing Jesus wherever he went. In so doing, the Lord brought a girl into his life. The girl needed Jesus and his deliverance. She was bound by Satan and enslaved with no hope. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved this girl, sent his servant Paul, and she was delivered, and Jesus made her free from her possessor. But Paul's act of obedience and love was rewarded with hatred and violence and imprisonment. Now as I'm writing this, I am seeing a comparison that I didn't see when I started writing this. Please believe me that this was not intentional. <laughs> So now I get to my point. God has a certain jailer on his mind. Now how could God reach this man and his family whom he loved and wanted to save? Only by the example of, of Paul. God used Paul again. But, God's, uh, but Paul's good deed in rescuing a demon-possessed girl was paid back to him by public humiliation in prison. How did Paul respond? with praise and worship. No pity parties, no whining, no blaming God. Worship, wow. Then he got to experience God again in yet another powerful way. And I'm not talking about the earthquake and the chains falling from his hands and feet and the prison doors being opened. The greatest miracle of all, the jailer and his family got saved. This gives me such encouragement. This gives me such hope. See, I can't know what the outcome will be in my situation, or how all this affects others with whom I come in contact. I'm not responsible for all that. What I am responsible for is how I respond. No matter what, I am expected by Jesus to represent him. 
I leave the outcome to him, and I'm encouraged by that. So regardless of the circumstances, I will endure it in worship and praise, and I know not the outcome, but I do know who does. My God and Savior has salvation on his heart and mind. I want to be in the thick of it with him and to experience his power working through me to bring as many to know him as I possibly can. Come, Lord Jesus. Um, and one of, uh, one of Larry's disciples, that's how I come to think of them. There's six or seven of them that he's been faithfully dis- discipling. Um, in, prison. <clears throat> in prison, right. They, you know, these guys, Larry has took under his wing, one by one, going through things like um, uh, firm foundations, um, creation to Christ, uh, experiencing God, um, self-confrontation, uh, a variety of resources that he's been using. Um, so Chris Skipper, one of his disciples, was released from prison last week, and he's on his way here. Um, and within a month or so, we'll, we'll have the, the privilege of uh, having Chris fellowship with us. So praise the Lord. So this kind of goes along with it maybe, but during worship I heard, um, I know you want me to change your circumstances. Would it be okay if I changed you? So I don't know if anybody needs to hear that. It doesn't mean he's not going to change your circumstances, but it just felt like, is it okay if I change you? I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Somebody want to pray that for us? With the mic? Yeah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for our circumstances. We thank you in our circumstances. We thank you through our circumstances. And Father, we thank you that you are with us um, and that you changing us is the best and you changing us is our number one priority lord so we give you our circumstances and our lives and we pray come lord jesus and this is a tough one but i encourage you to agree with this in prayer and if you can't to keep bringing it to the lord till you can lord if you don't want to change my circumstances right now that's okay That can be a very hard prayer sometimes. I've been there. And if you can't pray that, I ask that you would keep bringing it to the Lord until you can. Until you can say, Lord, if you don't want to change my circumstances right now, that's okay. I'll bet Larry would love God to change his circumstances and for him to not be in prison right now. And God has not chosen to do that. Sometimes God has greater purposes than we can ever know on this earth. And Lord, we have given our lives to you. We've said, Lord, we want to go. Send us. Use us. Work through us. And sometimes you take us up on that. And sometimes that involves suffering. And it always involves sacrifice. 
And so, Lord, help us to die to ourselves. Help us to get up on that cross every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I know we got super deep there, but it doesn't have to be deep if you have something else to share. Hi, baby. I think part of with what Nate was talking about with hope earlier, um, that last part, the bridge in the last song, and with Sarah's word, it there's a portion of this where you have to be involved. You need to change, but you need to cooperate with God to do that. You need to break out of hopelessness. It's not, oh God, give me hope, just fill me with hope. No, I'm going to break out of hopelessness too. Yeah. <clears throat> then having Gideon up front too, I'm always reminded of the story of Gideon. <laughs> God tells him to go do this. Oh, but where are the signs from... Of the of old days. No, I told us to do this in your strength. Now go do it because I said you could. <laughs> so, so do it. Yeah, with my words, there was a question. Would that be okay? Not I'm gonna do it. Like he's asking, which then by definition needs an answer. You, there's an involvement. It's cooperative. Yeah, my my mentor in college, Gary Gilbertson who happens to be Paul's best friend, he used to say, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And he's not going to force himself on you. But God often presents things to us and says, will you do this? Do you want to partner with me in this or that or the other thing? And it's, it has to be cooperative. I think that was the passivity word I had earlier, too, was we have to, we have to step up. We have to break, be willing to break out of hopelessness or whatever it is that's in our way. I said that at camp, that God is the most uncontrolling person in the universe. And it's true. We are more controlling than God is. When certain people left Jesus, he turned to his disciples, and you know what he said? He didn't, he didn't tell them not to go. He said, are you going to? In other words, if you need to go, go. He wouldn't control. God doesn't speak loud. He doesn't yell at us. It's a still, small voice. He doesn't control us with his voice, with his shouting. You know, some parents want to control with volume. Not God. Well, this is a testimony that's still in the making, and I think it it tell it shows um, God's sense of humor, and also how sometimes He gets us between a rock and a hard place, so that we'll do <laughs> do what He wants us to do. Because yes, He He leaves a choice up to us, but like sometimes He, okay, this is a, kind of a roundabout story, so bear with me. So. I think it was a couple months ago, 
I was having coffee with Jesus, and Rafiq sent me a text that his second hearing aid broke, and it's past warranty. And he was between jobs. A lot of people here know who Rafiq is. He's one of the hardest working guys I know, and it's, but it's hard for, he was between jobs when, at this, this morning. It's hard for him to get a job because of his past felonies. And um, he had had a trucking job that he really liked just before this, and then he found out they were running dope. So he just had to drop the job, just run away from it. So anyway, he's like, because the hearing aid's broken, and um, it just seemed like the Lord was just saying, just tell him, we're going to go shopping for a hearing aid today. We're just going to go shopping for a hearing aid. So I said, well, <laughs> now Tim knows I'm not one to just take a credit card and run out shopping. But I just like, I just said, let's go to Costco and get you some hearing aids. So, well, I, I found out you, that wouldn't work. He isn't a member. He can't just join in my membership. But he started calling around, and he got in on a cancellation. And most places were booked weeks out, Costco included. And so we, I went to that meet, uh, doctor visit with him at a really good private clinic. And when I had a little bit of time, I called Tim and said, this is what's going on today. <laughs> Getting hearing aids for Rafiq. And it's like, we can do monthly payments uh, one year with no interest. He's like, okay, well, I guess we'll figure this one out. So then, okay, this, this is all getting to a point. So then um, on the way home, though, we went past the BioLife, not BioLife, another place where he donates plasma. And he said, well, that's what's keeping me going right now. So I'm like, oh, I could donate plasma, and that's how I could earn the money for his hearing aids. That makes sense, Lord. <laughs> so then uh, the next day I went in there, and when I got to the very last step of the screening, the medical person heard a heart murmur. She's like, well, you're going to have to go see your doctor and get a note from your doctor that it's okay for you before you can donate here. So the next day I went to my doctor, and then he gave me a referral to some places to call for an echocardiogram. And they were all booked like weeks out. But the next day after that, I got in on a cancellation. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is all working out fine. So it took a couple of weeks before my doctor got their results and got the, he said, yep, you can donate. This is, it's just a little bit of calcium. It's not, it's of no consequence. It doesn't mean, it, it doesn't need any further medical attention. You're fine to donate. But then this place still wouldn't take me to donate. And now I found out I'm about $500 in the hole <laughs> from these medical bills. Oh, I forgot a very important point. So, but when I texted Rafiq that first morning, I said, uh, let's, I'm, I'll get you some hearing aids on one condition. Listen to that message that I sent you yesterday and commit to tithing, and then I'll buy you the hearing aids. Well, I had sent him the morning before when I was on Sunday morning, I was getting ready for church. I was listening to Pastor Robert Morris on the radio, and he was, give a, he was giving a really good overview on tithing and the principle of first fruits. Well, almost two years ago, 
Tim and I had a huge reset in our tithing because of reading Robert Morris's book called The Blessed Life. And it's incredible. And he shows how God, you know, we know that 10% already belongs to God. That's the first fruits. We're supposed to always bring in the first fruits. And then that frees God to bless the 90%. But if we don't even give him what already belongs to him, then our, all of our money can be cursed. And um, so anyway, that was my condition about the hearing aids. Now I've got to remember where I'm at. Oh, sorry. Okay, so then I did find out after talking to BioLife that they might, that might still work for me to get in there. Okay, now, but this is where I'm getting to be in the rock and the hard place. So <laughs> by this time, I'm like, I'm like, okay, God, you know, I'm really in a fix. And uh, if you get me in that bio life, um, I promise I'll go as your ambassador. Like, I'll share Jesus. I'll shine Jesus. I'll, like, I don't even feel like I'm good at knowing how to do that, but I'll just accept that as my little new little mission field, whatever, right? So... Um, Eventually, it all worked out, and I'm, and I'm donating plasma. I've already earned $600 in three weeks, and now I have money to tithe. And um, the little baby steps that I'm taking, um, this is what I'm finding, I'm the, what I feel like the Lord is showing me to do right now. These are million-dollar bills from Living Words, Living, Living Waters, uh, Ray Comfort. And um, so just planting little seeds of the word of God and I, it's got the gospel on the back but it's a million dollar bill and I say hey how would you like to feel like a million bucks and then um, just saying God's message for you today is that he sees you and you matter to him so it's been that simple but I've been planting little seeds of the gospel and I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And Rafik's hearing. Oh, Rafik's hearing aids are awesome. He's profoundly deaf. And so, yeah. Karen just gave me a note saying that we should pray for Haiti and Afghanistan. I think you probably all have heard. Do you want to pray? Okay. 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 I will. I will. okay. Yes. Good word. Okay. Hello. Hey, I'm Matt, everybody, for those of you who don't know me. My wife and I, we're from Minnesota. We live out in Washington, D.C. now. We're back in town for just a little bit. Um, so a quick update. I know a lot of you have been praying. We just had our third boy, Samuel, seven weeks ago. Um, and, yep. So there was a little bit of kidney issues. He had excess fluid in both of his kidneys. We did do some recent tests. So some good news. Doesn't look like he's going to have to have surgery. Um, there's still some, some excess fluid. One kidney's working a little better than the other. So we're still praying um, more, but it looks, it's, it's very positive news. So it could just be that he'll grow out of it. Um, so we're going to have an updated sonogram in six months. Uh, and we'll keep you updated, so thank you very much for praying. So it's not a blockage and it's not reflux, so the, we ruled those two things out, so that's very good. Um, so thank you very much for praying. And then I just want to share real quick, um, I'm going to speak in generalities a little bit because I want to give a testimony from a woman uh, in our church who's worked in the White House for the last four administrations. 
She went through the uh, transition to the Biden administration. Yeah, I, I know. So I'm not going to give her name, and I'm actually not going to give anything specific about what she did or anything. So, so we're out in D.C., so we have people who do lots of interesting things and fun jobs and cool places. Um, and we are a testimony culture at our church, but we almost never can give a lot of testimonies. <laughs> right? Because... Because of, because of what we do, right? And because of the influence that people have. And it's just, but to me, it's an example of how the kingdom of God actually comes in the world. It isn't loud. It's like a mustard seed, and it does grow slowly. But this woman had started in the White House in the second Bush administration, uh, went through the Obama administration in the Trump administration, made the transition into the Biden administration, and then and voluntarily chose to retire after that. She had served for a long, long time in government. But she has story after story, not to get into specifics, of being in the right place at the right time, in the right meetings with people who you would all know, and talking to them, praying for them, giving them words, praying for their family members, being in places where she's ministering to them or to their families or giving them words, whether they understood that or not or recognized that or not, times when they were giving her prayer requests. The, the amount of favor that she was given just because she was there, she was faithful, she was praying, she refused to give in to any kind of political spirit. She just prayed and served and loved and how God used her so powerfully there. So there are wonderful things happening um, in so many places in, in the highest places of our government. Um, there's lots of wonderful kingdom people out there who are serving and are faithful. Um, they're just usually never known because you don't want that in Charisma Magazine. You don't want that. You really don't. You don't want to be known because it will completely blow all your access to that and it'll make you actually an ineffective minister. So I just do, but I do want to share that in all the different places in government, there's wonderful spirit-filled people who are standing in faith, praying for revival, behind the scenes, doing a lot of great stuff. You're never going to hear about it. You're never going to, they're never going to write a book. They're never going to be at a conference. They don't want to be, they don't want their names known, but they're doing, and it's because they're just like you and me, right? We're just living our life, doing the kingdom stuff. We're on our assignment. And that's how the kingdom of God comes, right? And it doesn't, it's not flashy. It's not like fun and no one, no one calls your name out. No one knows who you are. You know, no trumpets are played. But the kingdom of God does come. Because that's how it comes, through obedience and voluntary sacrificial love, right? <laughs> so I just want to give you a quick encouragement. There are wonderful things happening. There's lots of great people out there in those places in government. So just know that they're there, even though you never hear about them. <laughs> so... And uh, I will pray for Afghanistan. Um, yeah. Nate's word on disappointment was very, very crucial for that. You know, for me, I'm not going to make any comments. I, a lot of emotions about that, but we'll just pray, right, for God's will. We don't know, uh, so let's just pray. So, Father, we just lift up the situation in Afghanistan. We lift up President Biden. We lift up all members and leaders of our military. And, God, we just ask for wisdom we ask for grace. We ask for, first, that you would help us as a nation to do the right thing and to do the thing that you want us to do right now. And Father, we ask for mercy and protection for the people of Afghanistan. And God, we ask for miracles um, to get the people out that need to get out quickly. 
Um, Father, we pray for protection for all U.S. personnel um, to get out as fast as they can. We pray for all those who have served and worked with U.S. forces over the years. We ask that you would help them, Father, to get out alive with their families. Father, we ask um, for miracles and breakthroughs in that regard. Um, and Lord, we just cry out for mercy for all the people of Afghanistan. And we just ask for your will to be done and your kingdom to come. Amen. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, who wants to pray for Haiti? Can someone pray for Haiti? I will unless someone... Terrible earthquake. Uh, 300 lives gone, uh, a thousand uh, um, more than injured, and then many people homeless. Many people homeless. It's it's crushing to them, and it's a it's a terrible nation. It's a nation uh, with a terrible government. I have a friend who was a missionary there, and he had to leave because it got so bad. So, Father, we pray for Haiti. We know that in heaven, nations will be represented. They will come and bring the, the gifts of the nations, and we, we expect that Haiti will be represented. We pray that Haiti would come under the authority of Jesus Christ in a new way in the days ahead. It's being taken over by uh, infidels, by terrorists, and uh, makes it a very dangerous place to be. And so we, uh, we pray, and we thank you that in prayer we can influence nations. Amen. Are there others who? Okay. Go for it. I love to see you smile. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so this, uh, these couple of weeks have been really, 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 really interesting. It's been intense, super intense. I just, I can't even believe like the stuff that that's been happening. So, uh, it started, like I was driving through Minneapolis one day and there was this homeless guy on the corner and I just had my windows rolled down. I was just staring at him, smiling, just staring at him. And he said, you got a cigarette? I said, no. He's like, get out of here then. But I just kept staring and smiling at him. And then he started to smirk and he said, stop smiling. And I was like, why? <laughs> and, and then I asked him, I don't know why, I was like, do you believe in God? And uh, he kind of like gestured like this. And then he got happy and then he started walking towards my car. And uh, it's like this older um, man and he, he reaches out his hand and he like shakes my hand. And he's like, my name is, I think it was Mike or something. And then it just got weird. <laughs> then he, then he, then he like, then he, well, yeah, it was weird when I was staring at him, but it got weirder. So, so he, so he looks at me and he says, um, he says, olive branch. I was like, what? He's like, olive branch. When you go around the city talking to the children of God, you're going to be like an olive branch. Be like an olive branch. I was like, whoa. All right, so he, he wouldn't let go of my hand. The light turns green, I have to go, there's cars behind me. I slowly roll and he's like running with the car. And he's like, olive branch, olive branch. 
And then he smacks my hand, like smacks me here and runs back. And I was like, oh, Mike, that hurt. And he laughed. And then, uh, then I was like, all right, Lord, maybe that was from you. So I'm praying and stuff around the city. And uh, I'm seeing like that, what you said earlier, the ark. So I'm like, yo, the glory of God, I feel like is going to come to Minneapolis, I feel. So I'm driving down Lake one day. And so th that weekend, a friend was going to come and we we're going to do like street ministry in Minneapolis. So I'm just preparing and praying around Minneapolis. I'm driving down Lake, like praying against demons and casting stuff. You know, I'm just kind of doing spiritual warfare in my car. There's on, on Lake, I think it's Lake and 11th or something. There's a building called Spirit on Lake. Every time I see that, I'm like, there it is right there. That's like... I get there and there's a woman on the corner and I don't know what she's doing, but once I'm on that corner, I'm just praying like in Jesus name, any demonic things, any things. This woman like gets up like her body is it was weird. And she like she like stumbles to the corner, gets on four legs and she like turns her head and is looking at me. And I'm like, OK, all right, I need a green light. So so the light turns green and I just I'm like, that was kind of interesting. But let, let me just keep going. Um, it was, it's, it's kind of that whole area. There's a bunch of homeless people. There's like heroin addicts, tent city, heroin alleys, like not too far from there. So I'm telling my friend that's going to come so we can do street ministry. When he gets there, I'm like, yo, these weird things have happened. I think it's going to be a great weekend. Like I'm super excited. So the first night, Friday night, we go out um, and we just book it. I felt like the Lord say, go to the to tent heroin alley in the tent city. So we go down there and we're talking with like people and there's like young people, my age, strung out on heroin. Just like you can't even, they're just strung out. And I'm, I'm like, your entire life is being wasted here. And so we're praying for them. And it just so happened that Perry for the people who's running for mayor in Minneapolis was there. So it just worked out great. Cause if it was just me and my friend, they might've been like, who are these guys? Let's get them out of here. But Perry had it set up. He had hot dogs out there. So the people just thought we were with them. So it just, it worked out really well. So we do a long day of like ministering and we head down Franklin and we're going to the car. It's like gyro time. So we're like, we got to eat. We're going to get gyros. As we go, there's this kid in his car and we're walking by and, and my buddy's like, let's talk to him. And so we start talking to him. He jumps out of his car and he's like, yeah, I want to talk about God. He starts talking. While we're talking to him, I hear a noise. Boom. A loud crash. I turn to the left and there's a woman on the floor that got hit by a car on her bike. So I'm like, oh, that's OK. Let's 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 go that way. Let's direct our attention that way. So we start walking over to this woman and my buddy goes, runs over. The guy that hit her says a couple of words to her and then drives off. Yeah. So everybody's like, stop. Stop that guy. The guy that we're talking to is a security guard that works for the Chase Bank. It's like Franklin, I think, 11th or something like that. So he's like, yeah, stop him. He's yelling. The guy drives off. The lady comes to the corner. She left her phone. My friend goes, grabs the phone in the middle of traffic. Thank God he didn't get hit by a car. That was crazy. Um, so he starts talking to her and finds out she's like a spirit. She believes in spirituality things. She has like a little crystal. She believes in like a general God, that type of thing. And uh, I was like, this is perfect. This is a perfect opportunity. So I started telling her about Matthew 5 and like how Jesus gave the, the Sermon on the Mount and talked about all the people that are blessed. And I was like, you are blessed. You have no idea, but you're blessed because there was like people yelling at her like, you could have got $100,000. Do you know that? You could have stopped that guy. And she was just like, well, at least I'm okay. And I'm like, blessed are the meek for they will 
inherit the earth. Like I'm telling her like everything that you are, you're like that because God loves you and he made you like this. And I'm giving her the gospel as I'm doing that. Her, her teeth, her top front teeth are like burnt out probably from like crack smoke or something. Her boyfriend was just arrested because he gave a pill to some woman of uh, some drug and then he got arrested. And so she's like smoking her cigarette while I'm talking to her. And I'm like, is this working? I don't know if it's working, but it feels like it is. So I'm just going to keep going. And so she's smoking. And uh, once I'm done, she like she's done with her cigarette. And she looks at me and she just bursts out in tears in the middle of the street on Franklin. And she just says, I'm so, I feel so alone. She's like, I just I feel so alone. And I was just like, yo, OK, uh, can I give you a hug? So I gave her a hug and then and then I just was telling her about the Holy Spirit and how, uh, yeah, how the Holy Spirit is like a helper and a friend and stuff like that. And um, she was, she, she, we fixed her bike and then she had to go to work. I gave her my number. I was like, yo, this is kind of weird because I don't know you and I hope you don't take it as weird, but I don't want to just leave you like this. Here's my phone number. Hit me up. Let's fellowship. I haven't heard from her yet, but she, so she leaves. We do, we do more ministry and that was like my highlight. Like two days later, I'm driving down Lake. It was, no, no, it was, it was uh, last week here on Sunday, you guys had the potluck. There was a, um, there was this guy, he's like a, ex, a Mexican hitman for the Mexican mafia from California that was here with a ministry in Minneapolis. They were doing street ministry all week. I kept seeing him all over Minneapolis. So they were having all these gangbangers and stuff like that come and they were, he was, he was giving, they had a play for him on Saturday. Then that Sunday he was going to speak at the church. It was like one o'clock, one thirty. So I came here and I was like, all right, I'm going to jet that way to see that guy. So I left, but then I felt the father say, no, you're not going to go. I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to go. Went to Culver's, got me my little double cheeseburger, went down and then went back to, McDo uh, to, to Lake Street to pray. Dude, I'm going down Lake Street and the spirit of God, like in 1 Samuel, it talks about how the spirit of God began to rush on David from that time on or how it rushed. My car got filled with the presence of God. I'm like speaking in tongues just like out of my, just driving down Lake Street. And like, I get, I drive through Minneapolis, get to St. Paul. When I get to St. Paul, I'm like, this is getting too much. Like, I'm just like going, I'm like, I'm going to lose control of this car. I need to pull over. So I pull over and I'm speaking in tongues and I'm like, all right, let me go back to Minneapolis. I go back, come to, so I'm on Lake and I, that spirit is just, it keeps filling me. There's like these people that, um, that got moved from their like homeless encampment and got dispersed and they're on the, in, at the bus stop. And I was like, I felt the Holy Spirit. And I said, Lord, should I talk to them? And, and he gave me the permission. Cool. I pulled off to the side. This is like past dark now. And this is not something I would normally do because I just wouldn't. So I, I turn and I feel the Holy Spirit say, you can go, go, go. So I, I, get, I get out of the car and I walk over to these people. And um, I don't know what to say, but I feel the Holy Spirit. So I walk over. I'm just like, does anybody here want their lives changed? Does anybody here want a new beginning? I felt the Holy Spirit saying that, may, is there somebody here that wants their life changed? When I got there, one guy was looking at me. He's like, you good? What's up, bro? What do you, what do you want? I'm like, I'm great, guy. I'm, I'm going to talk to these people. He like throws drugs on the corner. Um, so while I'm talking to them, they start gathering and then they like randomly start like dispersing away from me. And I'm like, what? So then no takers. I turn around and the police are like the police squad cars there. They whoop, whoop, uh, flash their lights and they make the people leave. They disperse them. I'm like, that sucks. I was going to, okay, let me just go back to my car. I go back to my car, I just drive on Lake. The same policemen that dispersed them pull up and I'm like, Hey, you, 
I rolled my window down. I was like, I want to talk to them to encourage them. They probably think I'm going to yell at them because that's how it is in Minneapolis. People yell at the police. So I rolled my window down and I'm like, you guys are over at the, uh, at the corner over there. You guys disperse those homeless guys. And speaking of rec re racial reconciliation, it was a black and white cop. So that was kind of cool. And uh, the, the, the black officer looks at me. He's like, yeah, yeah, over there where the murder happened tonight. And I'm like, oh, Oh, there was a homicide? He's like, yeah, yeah, we have to clear that area out because right across the street, a homicide happened. That's why they can't be where they're at. And I'm like, all right, oh, God, <laughs> if I knew that, maybe I wouldn't have went. But then I just started encouraging the officers, like, yo, the city, like, despises you guys to their own shame. God gave you those guns, like Roman says, the sword, to, to, and, uh, and, and, and it just goes on and on and on. Things just get crazier. But, yeah, it's been, it's been, an interesting couple of weekends. So yeah. How about let's pray for the police. Amen. Let's let's yeah, yeah. somebody want to pray for the police. Thank you. That'd be a, a good one to pray for. Father, we thank you for those who are doing their job, even though they're being cursed by others. We're sad for that. And you do tell us that you give government to protect the good and punish the bad. And so we pray, oh Father, that that can happen here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We bless the police force. And we bless those who are going out and sharing the gospel day and night. We thank you for that. We thank you for those with courage to go on the streets and give testimonies. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.